Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. There's a growing conviction everywhere, and especially among thoughtful people, that unless revival comes, other forces will take the field that will sink us still deeper into the mire of humanism and materialism. Amazing. Duncan Campbell uttered those words over 70 years ago. Listen again. There is a growing conviction everywhere and especially among thoughtful people, that unless revival comes, other forces will take the field that will sink us still deeper into the mire of humanism and materialism. He spoke those words 70, maybe 75 years ago. And I'm just looking back at my own life in the last 50 years, and I see that we're sinking still deeper into the mire of humanism and materialism. Andrew Murray once said that a true revival means nothing less than a revolution, casting out the spirit of worldliness and selfishness and making God and his love triumph in our heart and our life. What Andrew Murray was saying is a revival is simply returning Jesus to the throne of our lives. He says it's a revolution, casting out the spirit of worldliness and selfishness. I've been sharing with you my, my, my prayer these days comes from Psalm 85, 6. Will you not revive us again that your people might rejoice in you? And then we've been dissecting 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, because that verse 14 seems to be a clear picture of, of the characteristics of revival. When God hears from heaven, that's the favor of God. When God forgives our sin, that's the forgiveness of God. And when God heals our land, he returns our land back to fruit bearing. That's a pretty good picture of revival. So we've been looking at 2 Chronicles 7.14 for several days now. We learn in the first part of that verse, if my people, which are called by my name. The people of revival are God's people, the Christians, the believers, not the unbelievers, the believers. So when Andrew Murray says a true revival means nothing less than a revolution, casting out the spirit of worldliness and selfishness, he's not talking to unsaved people or about unsaved people. He's making reference to people that make Jesus their savior. And he says, we return to making God and his love triumph in our heart and our life. In other words, putting Jesus Christ first in our lives will return us to what the Bible calls revival. So the people of revival is us, the Christians. And so back in that verse, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then... I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Someone once said that if you study the history of revival, God always sends revival in the darkest days. 
Oh, I'm encouraged today then, because I got to tell you something, the days, if you look around with uh, not spiritualized, carnalized, the days really seem to be dark. Can I get a witness there? I believe we're ripe for revival, but God doesn't just automatically send revival. We can't work down revival. God sends revival, but God gives a prerequisite for revival. God says, if my people called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. G. Campbell Morgan said, we cannot organize revival, but we can set our sails to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow upon his people once again. You say, oh, you said, you said that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm doing this week and going forward is I'm setting my sail to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow upon his people once again, because I'm one of his people. So how do we set our sail? How do we set our sail and position ourselves to be what the Bible calls revive? Well, it's simple. Pray. If my people humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn their wicked ways. So let's look at that first, that first prerequisite there. If my people will humble themselves. The Bible says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That word humble there, studied out in the Hebrew, means to be subdued, to be broken, to be low. It literally means, from the root word, means to bend the knee, to bend the knee. That's what humility is. So James chapter 4, verse 6 says, but he gives more grace, wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. Interesting. God resists the proud. And the word resist there is a word that means hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so what it means is we can have well-meaning and well-intentioned, and we can be going around doing a lot of good things. But if our lives are filled with pride, God is resisting us. In 1 Peter chapter 5, Verse number five, the end of it says, for God resisteth the proud. Sounds like what James said, right? And gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season. And again, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. And so this whole prerequisite for revival Humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, turn from his wicked ways. Those are four avenues of prayer. So I'm talking about now about humbling ourselves in prayer. Be reminded this morning in Luke chapter 18 of this parable. And Jesus spake this parable unto a certain which trusted in themselves and they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one Pharisee and the one a publican. The Pharisee, the religious guy, stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee. I am not as other men. I'm not an extortioner, unjust, adulterer. I'm not even like this publican. I fast twice every week. I give tithes of all I possess. And the publican standing afar up, well, listen, would not even lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but he beat himself on the chest and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be brought down. 
he that humbles himself shall be exhausted. The first prerequisite for revival as we're praying is to come before the Lord in humility, not arrogantly, not demanding, recognizing who God is and who we are. If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked way. Today, today, do a self-inventory. God, what adjustment do I need to make to humble myself? Because the Bible says, if my people humble themselves. Now, it's a horrible thing for God to humble us. But God said, humble yourselves. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, we will set our sails that when you choose divinely and sovereignly to blow on your people once again, we will be prepared in Jesus' name.